So you're a fan of Atlanta United. And you heard ATL on Fire has crazy insights to your favorite team. Or maybe you're just here for the crazy. Amar said it? You've got to be kidding me. Nah, I'm here to produce, keep the sanity, and of course, drink wine. Or maybe to hit the buttons. And crank up the crazy. Whatever you're here for, we're going to talk about it all. I'm Dave Cass. I'm Mikey Dobbs. And I'm Carmen Butler. And this is... The ATL on Fire Podcast Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to ATL on Fire, the podcast where we talk all things Atlanta United Football Club. It is our sixth season doing the show, and uh, I am joined by Dave Katz at his own house with his own fire and with Carmen Butler. How's everybody doing? Great. How are you? I'm great. It was uh, it's fun to set up the equipment uh, somewhere else like we did at Wolf Mountain and it can't possibly be six seasons, 2024, can it, Carmen? I, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that y'all have done this for six seasons. That's yeah. amazing. And you, you, uh, I think this is my third. Third. My third. Nice. Yeah. I just made a. And, and suggest- what episode are we on, Mikey Dobbs? This Ooh. is episode 94. So we're going to hit 100, Carmen. Right. And you've made the show so much better. So Aww. we really appreciate you, uh, Joining us, and it is a commitment. It's a little of a, of a it commitment. Is, but this is what happens. Now, if we could just get rid of Mikey Dobbs, the podcast uh, no. would be perfect. But this is what happens no, when I'm you make a kidding, suggestion. I made a suggestion yeah. all those years. I was like, y'all need a producer so y'all can focus on everything. Yeah. And because I'd been listening to y'all, and then lo and yeah. behold, this here is I am. true, dear podcast listeners. Yeah. We got a critique on our on our commentary that says y'all need a producer, and we're like, yeah, yeah you could be the producer. Sounds great. <laughs> I'll give you wine, and I'm there. <laughs> So, yeah, our sixth season, we're going to hit 100 episodes here in, in a short amount of time as the season kicks up. We're already in preseason. Um, the MLS Cup final has started. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about some of the new signings, the schedule, uh, a little bit of our predictions. Maybe, maybe Dave, you've got some things up your sleeve. You're hosting here at your house. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, but before we do that. Turn um, the tables on you, Mikey Dobbs. I, I, since I'm visiting your house, I brought the wine. Okay. And it was e- kind of easy since we did our last uh, podcast at a vineyard. Right. And uh, one of our new sponsors after that visit is Wolf Mountain Vineyards. If you haven't been there, just outside of Dahlonega, Georgia, in the Dahlonega Plateau um, what a great weekend trip, especially oh. as it warms up in the spring here. Yes. So what are we drinking? Uh, we are drinking the Claret, which is a dry red wine. Uh, this is a 2017. So I can absolutely say that it is dry, which is really nice. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's got a, again, we really struggle with uh, what our favorite one was during the wine tasting, but uh, I got a little loose. It's terrific. We're happy to have Wolf Mountain Vineyard on board mm-hmm. as a sponsor. Mm-hmm. We love it. And uh, when we don't drink Wolf Mountain Vineyard wines, we drink... Yeah, Wild Heaven Beer, right. who's <laughs> also, oh, also yeah. in partnership with Wolf Mountain. So if you want to try yes. Wolf Mountain's wine or the lovely beer, Wild Heaven Breweries, um, they're in Avondale States and West End here in Atlanta. And uh, I believe at some point, maybe late summer, they're looking to do something in Toco Hills area. Yeah, wait, so, you can get wine at the at the brewery? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yay, I'm giddy. I like it. Yeah. I'm giddy. So... What else do we have to talk about since uh, since our last podcast, Dave? We I have to say my view of this wine. Yeah, um, very rich, um, dry as you said, but 
it ha- it has a you know quite a bit of complexity. It's really nice. I I'm with you. I'm sorry. Did y'all just call it complex? Complex. Did y'all feel that's, my? That's Karma's <laughs> thing. Sorry. That's it has right. like you know not to be a wine snob, but it has a little bit of hint of of a dark licorice yeah. or something in there. It's real. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. I bought. That's are called notes, Mikey Dobbs. Oh. When the wines have a little thing, the, yeah. the the wine snobs call those notes. The notes are good. Look at y'all. And we had good notes on December sixth, our lab po- last podcast at. Uh, Wolf Mountain, uh, and at that point, I think it was the day before MLS Cup final. Mm-hmm. Correct, and that was LAFC and Columbus Crew. Correct, both of which you and I picked to be in the final. Right, or no? Wait, I picked that. Oh yeah, that's true. I did. I had Houston upsetting yeah. LA yep. in the semifinals, but you did have Columbus Crew winning it all. I had LAFC. So, uh, all in all, you took the prize. And really, you you went on a pretty good streak throughout the entire playoff prediction uh, game that we played. So you want to talk a little bit about your so thoughts on that? This is my moment final? for bragging. Yeah, right? it's, it's it. I'm gonna <laughs> give you I, the mic. Two minutes. I, I went 14 for 17 overall in the series. Right, got all four final four correct. Got the winner correct, and picked all three of Atlanta United's games correctly. Yeah, that's pretty strong. Drop the mic. I, yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. so you know, there you go. <laughs> Um, as far as MLS Cup final, my thoughts on this, yeah. you know, the last two years have been really, really entertaining, right? You know, whenever you have a final, you know, so obviously Premier League or whatever doesn't have a final, you just win the, the, the championship by, by virtue of points. So whenever you have a final, there's a sort of climactic, you know, um, part of that. And you worry that, you know, is it really going to live up to the dream? This is sort of like Champions League finals, a one-off. Is it going to be really good? And a lot of times... It disappoints. But the last two MLS Cup finals have Mm. been incredibly entertaining. This time, a 2-1 to victory for the crew over L.A. Um, They deserved it. I thought they were by far the better team. Um, But it was a very entertaining final. Yeah, and the previous one, Gareth Bale had the game-winning header, right, in uh, 2022. Two, right? Yes. Gareth okay. Bale was un yeah, unbelievable yeah. in that game as he that was his swan song. He yeah. walked off into the sunset. That whole game was amazing. Yeah. But this yeah. game had the same back and forth quality. Um, you know, Columbus was up, you know, yeah. LA made it tight at the end by scoring, you know, and then it was a question whether they hold on, but they never looked like they were gonna tie it. No, think. it did didn't look like they ever deserved a win. So, you know, I think the right team came out on top. Congratulations, Dave. By the way, I want to mention um, you're wearing a pretty unique jersey here. Yeah. So um, I, I visited South Africa recently. I had the pleasure of uh, visiting there. It's a terrific country. This is the Orlando Pirates. Not to be confused <laughs> with our Orlando MLS team. And I'm wearing it as a sort of mocking. So if you're an Orlando MLS fan out there, you come on here. You know, y'all should be the Pirates. It's got a skull on it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, come on. That is great. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. What they is, should change their mascot. The Orlando <laughs> Mickey Mouses. What are they? Uh, they're like the pride, right? Orlando. Oh yeah, lions. They're like a bunch yeah, of lions. Like, right. a lion, that one. like a lion logo. Yeah, this is much cooler. Yeah. I mean, come on, it's yeah. a skull. Yeah. So, I don't know. I usually do trivia at my house. Do you have any? Trivia that you can pull up here in your home turf, Dave? Is that something Let's you Let's could... see. Do we have trivia? Of course it's... I have trivia. And as uh, Katz is looking at that, cool. I want to say there's something going on. I can't chat, but we have Elliot is here. Hey, hey Elliot. Hey, Welcome Elliot. back. And my son, of course. But I can't chat back to you guys, but we see you. 
Excellent. Keep, keep letting us know. Keep joining people. Yeah. All right. I, I did back into a little bit of the, uh, and this is for both of you, the okay. uh, the MLS, you know, history. How well, you know, do you know the league? And to be fair, when we started this podcast, you know, our mantra was, you know, we know a lot about soccer. We know a little bit about MLS. <laughs> We've learned a lot about MLS over the years, yeah. you know, and obviously yeah. a lot about Atlanta United. But those early years when Atlanta didn't have a team, you know, we weren't really fans as much. We followed it as casual soccer fans. Yeah. But anyway, so here's a test to see, do you actually know? So how many teams were there originally in MLS? So that the league started in 1996, if my memory can serve, serve me correct, after the World Cup. Correct. Two, oh. two years later, as part of FIFA's agreement, they said you had to start a U.S. League, okay. thus the forming of Major League Soccer. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe the inaugural season, there were is either 10 or 12 teams. I, I, or, uh, I'm going to go. Phone a friend. Phone a, I, I wish I phone knew. A, I'm going to go 10. Okay. I have no idea. I'm trying to read Dave's body language. It could be tricking me, but I'm going to say. Since I'm just reading your body language, I'm gonna you're, you back me off. I'm gonna go with eight. Final answer. I don't. I wasn't trying to do anything with my body language. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Carmen had it right. Ten. Dang well, it! I had it right from the get go. <laughs> you no, I did. Don't. I just stole your answer. <laughs> I cheated. Um, and I don't know what you want to do, but there could be a bonus if you could name all ten of them. Cool. Um, I want to say you know Columbus Crew was certainly For part sure. of that. Correct. Um, uh. Red Bulls a part of that? I'm gonna guess yes. No. No. They didn't have a New York team, huh? They did have a New York team. The other one. <laughs> but LAFC or New York NYFC came later, so Yes. But the Red Bulls were not the Red Bulls initially. Oh, okay. So I knew there was a It became the Red Bulls. Red so became, I, yeah, I think I he gets credit. You I think me, we give him credit. You give me credit. But they are originally the Metro Stars. Yeah. So yeah, I okay, Metro two. Stars. There was certainly the Galaxy. Uh correct. And there was certainly a Texas team. I'm going to go with Houston Dynamo. That sounds like an nope. old, old one, no? Dallas. Oh, there, Dallas. Do we have a Dallas team? Did yeah. I get it? I got Dang it. it. You got it. Now it's FC it. Dallas, okay. but originally, oh. here, here, here's uh, here's an, an extra. What was the original Dallas uh, nickname? Uh, I don't know. No idea. They were the burn. Okay. The Dallas really? burn. Hey, <laughs> How this, bad is, is that? this is where I'm yeah. going to come strong, Dave. I believe, if my memory is correct, there was two Florida teams which both folded. Okay, so Eventually. that was going to be my okay. next question. I got to find a boost. Is how, how many MLS teams have folded? I want to say a good <sighs> four to five at least have folded. Carmen, you want to? I will go. Over under on that? Let's go over. Uh, the answer to that is three. There's Just three? three. Teams so okay. Really? But you're correct. There were Florida team. Yeah. And I assume there's like a Chicago Fire was part of the original. Let's stick, go back with the originals. Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire was not an original no. team. No? Okay. What they won the championship in their inaugural season, but they were not mm. an original team. What about um, Salt Lake? Nope. Mm. Who did? Why am I blanking on the guy's name? One of the best. Then I'm going to go with the Canadian uh, team, like Toronto. Nope. L.A. Something. We had the L.A. Galaxy. What about Mont Montreal? Then it was either guy. No, no, they didn't have any Canadians. No Canadians. Colorado they expanded. Colorado to Rapids. Colorado Rapids. Woo! Okay. 
Sporting. Seattle. No. Sporting KC, Portland. Nope. I don't even know all the teams. I said here. Okay. Um, Kansas City is correct, okay. but they were not Sporting KC. They were bonus if you come up with their original nickname. Luke. No. Um, I have no clue. Ugh, I don't know. I was thinking hockey. They were the whiz. The whiz. What? <laughs> that is Are right. you serious? They, they had like this crazy logo. I remember the whiz Are logo. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, what else? Uh, how many more do we have? I think we're up to five. And there were we have five there more. Were ten. Okay, well, how many are still? I thought, are all of them still there's current? There's some obvious ones in the in the Northeast. Oh yeah, New England. Oh. New England. Oh. Yeah. Okay, Philadelphia. Uh, no, Philadelphia yeah. was very recent. Oh really? Damn it. Who was Bruce Arena, the coach of originally that won all the titles, the early titles? Oh, uh, DC. DC. That's yeah. right. Oh uh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, I think you got. I feel like you got eight. There's well, only two left. Well, I thought the f- Florida teams that folded, right? Yeah, there's a Florida team that folded. Okay, and I, I don't remember the name. Was it Tampa Bay team that folded? Tampa Bay? What were they called? Oh, I cannot Ooh. recall. Not going to get it. They were the Tampa Bay Mutiny. Mutiny. <laughs> That's right. Okay, and you're missing one more. Hmm. California. There's LA not Galaxy, LA. right? So... I forget. <laughs> yeah. The original home of Landon Donovan. San Diego. Was no. it Sacramento? No. Where was Landon Donovan? The San Jose Clash. Oh, that was the original that team. That okay. All right. In 1998 was the first expansion. They grew to 12 teams by adding Chicago, Chicago, Fire. and did we say probably a team out of Canada? Maybe no. The other Florida team that you the thought. Other Florida team. Okay. That's since folded? Yep. Expanded and unfolded. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good try, though. I I'm can't sure. recall what city they were in. Okay, so we've covered well, two. What's the Miami? biggest city in Florida? Well, popularity-wise, Miami. Right. It's another Miami Miami team. Fusion oh. was the original yeah. team. Oh, so Elliot Miami- got it. Elliot, good job. He had Miami yeah. Fusion. Right. Miami You're Fusion right. in 1998. And so then in 2001... Tampa Bay and Miami folded the two Florida teams, as you correctly yeah. pointed out. That what we should be noted is that Miami entered in 1998 and folded three years later mm. in 2001. The next two expansion teams were. Want to take a guess? Or want to tell you? I'm going to go Canadian team. Nope, still Utah. no Canada. Still no Canadian team. Utah, Portland, but, but what? One hint. Yeah, Salt Lake. One hint is one it's the them. third team that uh, expanded and folded. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, Salt Lake was one of the uh, first one. That was 2005. Okay. What was the other one that expanded and folded? Houston. No. Houston's still around. I know, but that doesn't mean they couldn't have come back. I'm not saying Miami fold, fold again. Okay. Yeah. No. Don't know, Dave. Hit us. It was the Chivas of LA. Ah, Chivas. Ooh. That was actually owned by the Mexican club Chivas, and yeah. they thought, oh, they're going to make a splash in MLS. They all, there was the first derby, two teams yeah. in LA, and then they folded. Yeah, and then when there was a, there was a <laughs> bunch of folding that happened, the league retracted after it did some expansion, and I can't remember the guy's name. He ended up, it's just like, he owned like four or six MLS franchises at that or clubs at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. Can you even do cranky, that? Cranky, yeah. Stan Cranky. Huh. 
Okay. Maybe his name. Yeah. I can't remember. Right. And well, it kind of held the lead together for a couple oh, really? years. Until Beckham basically came in 2006-7, whenever he came in. Okay. And then the league got another Beckham spark. when he went to LA Galaxy, not right. when he became an owner. Right. right. All right. Okay. Well, I'm so. going to use Elliot to cheat because he got the last couple All right. questions you've Maybe done, so. Elliot, if you're out there. Okay. Here, here's another question. So now MLS has really, really expanded, right? So... Um, does MLS currently have more or less teams than the NBA? It has more. I guess I will go less. What do we got? We have 29 teams. Uh, really right now. And the next team is going to make 30, right? Eight. Oh, we do have a lot. Okay. Yeah, we have then 15, I my 15 mind. in the East. And we have 14 in the West, oh. so it's 29. I and, go with Dobbs then. <laughs> and the answer is less. You're both wrong. Huh. So we have one less. However, yes. in 2025, they will tie the NBA by having an expansion team, yeah. which is? Landon Donovan's team, right? Yeah, which is where? Sacramento. No? No? Where, where is it? It's uh... Landon Donovan's going to have a team? Is it San Jose then? Close. But not also California, but not San Jose. Big city in California is San Francisco. San Diego. San Diego. Ah. Stay classy. So 2025, (laughs) they will tie. The other team that was in the running for expansion that wasn't included, but is thought to be perhaps the next destiny was Las Vegas. Okay. Really? So anyway, the bottom line is we have 29. We have one less than the NBA. Next year, we will have the exact same number of MLS teams as NBA teams. Can you believe that? Yeah. Okay. That is pretty crazy. Go ahead, Emily. All right. Now I have a little bit. We'll run through these fast. But um, Atlanta United attendance. Okay. What was the average attendance in the first year? The first year? Well, we were playing in Bobby Dodd Stadium, yeah, so that, it had to be a smaller. Um, yeah. But Bobby Dodd, you know, is huge. It's bigger than our – when yeah. about the same as when we don't have the top open. Yeah. So I'm going to guess okay. our average attendance was – 40 oh, oh oh wait 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 sorry let's back up once okay i want to set the i want to set the stage a Ooh, little better. okay what was the average mls overall attendance in its very first year oh let's good go call. with that i'm gonna go with um eleven thousand. carmen i first year first year i'll go slightly above eleven thousand. The average attendance the first year of mls was seventeen thousand. that's okay. pretty good that's, pretty solid. that's not bad and in 2000 was the lowest average attendance of MLS title, yeah. uh, MLS history, and it was down to 10,500. 10, From 17 to what? I will go 12. It was down to 14. That's the lowest yeah. it ever was. Not too bad. And what, bad. and what was the average attendance this year? Average. I'm going to say the average this year was 37,000. I will go crap, lower, 35. 22. Wow. It hasn't really expanded huh. that much. So the really? first year was 17, it's up to 22. What was hmm. Atlanta United's average attendance this year? Um 38. I will go 40, up, over, 40. 
That's good. The point. average attendance this year was forty-seven and a half. Really? I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I, I was about to say it didn't look like it every time yeah, I, was okay. there, I was there. Really at, didn't I was at all like those it. games. I'm not buying yeah. that. Yeah. Are you buying that, Dave? I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm terrible yeah, about these numbers. Yeah. Okay, and then the <laughs> highest attendance was in our championship year, 2018. And what was that attendance? Seventy. So this year it was 47 and a half. What was the Atlanta United's attendance during our championship? I can't year? remember where they tried to push it to like 73, but it was like 72,000. No, but what was like the average? average? Oh, the average, average of our of our yeah. Um, well, um, I'll go 52,000. It's a great guess. <laughs> I almost feel like I don't want to move off that number, but I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go 55. It was 53. Oh, we were right there. All right. And the lowest attendance that Atlanta United have was in 2021, and it was 44K. So we've never gone below 44,000. Okay. Okay. That's good trivia, Dave. That's trivia. Yes. All right. Well done. I am shocked, though, that the overall... MLS only went from what seventeen to seventeen 22. to twenty two. I'm very shocked by yeah. that actually, because there are some stadiums that don't have huge capacity, and even if they sell out every game, right? It's not they're, they're bringing us that down much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there are only a few stadiums that can really, really go, like Seattle and, yeah. and us and whatever can go to big numbers. But so yeah. I believe Atlanta United k- kicked off their preseason as well as other MLS teams. They are training, yeah. The training, um, I believe the season kicks off February 20th something. Inter-Miami plays. Oh, our first kick- true MLS game? Oh, the MLS season. Inter-Miami Inter- kickoff. Uh, I, don't, I don't know when of our, course. First, our first <laughs> game. Um, Why would Inter-Miami get the first game? I don't know about that. <laughs> but, Dave, the silly season has been in full effect yep. for MLS and Atlanta United. Yep. Um, Obviously, some big moves, a lot of departures immediately after our mm-hmm. uh, season ended. There was a lot of people that uh, have gone, um, most notably Miles Robinson. I would say that's mm. one of the biggest departures. I think Sosa and Ibarra. Well, let's just start there with Miles. Yep. Right? So, Miles Robinson leaves, and he doesn't go to Europe. He goes to Cincinnati. And he takes the exact same salary that we offered him. Okay? The exact same salary that we offered him. What does that tell you? It tells me that, like everybody else says, like, well, sometimes you need to change the scenery. And what that means is that scenery must look better <laughs> from somebody who's been inside of our club. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's somebody that, in my opinion, certainly doesn't look like a poison pill. Not a guy that's bad in the locker room. Nope. One of the guys who is uh, up and no coming. No arrows con pollo for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a guy who's still, you know, sought after his, uh, you know, lots of potential is hopefully, um, you know, being somebody to be on the roster for the next World Cup on the U.S. men's national team as a oh. as a starting uh, center back potentially if he, he keeps progressing. So my viewpoint is he also is looking for a team that, can make him look better in 2024. And to me, that's my biggest concern um, that Atlanta United uh, must have something going on. That is not giving a guy like that belief. Who's been with the club six years. Mm-hmm. Like who's talking to him. Who's saying miles, man, like we've got the confidence in you. Cause that the only reason you leave a company, right. Is if they don't believe in you or you don't believe in the company's leadership and, and ability to succeed. 
if all things are equal, if you're not getting yeah. like a thirty a thirty percent better offer right. at, at Cincinnati, yeah, that means they're a better organization, better culture. There's there's something. They're all going to say the same nice things, like, "Hey, it was a mutual thing. It was best for both players." But there's something there that really eats at me in terms of what this really means for his opinion of something mm-hmm. or a culmination of things. It's probably right. not just one thing, right? Um, that's led to his decision there. So, Carmen, tell us what his rationale was. <laughs> well, I can't remember who he gave the interview to, but he says he is leaving Atlanta to go to Cincinnati because he does not like the turf. So he wants to go to a home field that has grass. Now, they did connect it to, I don't know if he did, but they've said maybe because of his Achilles injury that they, you know, maybe it was because of turf. So now he wants to be nicer to his body and play on grass. But I don't know about all that. You know what turf is code for? (laughs) What is it code for, David? Pineda. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It is. It has to be. Yeah, it, I mean, because look, you leave a, 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 a city in Atlanta, which, you know, okay, no offense to Cincinnati, but Atlanta is a bigger city, vibrant city, whatever. So it doesn't really seem, you know, Cincinnati is a great city, but it's not an upgrade. Um, you leave Mercedes Benz where you can get 72,000 at times. You leave the amazing facilities that we have, which yep. is considered to be the best in the entire league, right? And the huge number of fans. Right mm-hmm. to go to cold outdoors, smaller fan base. Yeah, that has to be and right, and it doesn't just mean Pineda. It, it means like he thinks that they're going to be a far better team. It's going to show him better. He plays. But, he plays on turf. What like uh, fourteen times a year mm-hmm. when he's at home. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not a lot. Mm-mm. That's not a lot of minutes. That's not a lot of risk. Even no. if there was any evidence that said there is risk, it it is certainly not a it's de- certainly not a reason to leave Atlanta United. Yeah. Now, Tommy, uh, we have Tommy on the chat that yeah. said he was offered a long term. Con- I'm assuming here for Atlanta, a long term right. contract only and right. not short term. So may so could that be a reason? Well, I don't understand why. Right, like that just means that if he plays well. His market value goes up and you sell him to a European team. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think that he was thinking that in a long-term contract means that he couldn't get out. So Atlanta mm-hmm. would never st- – I mean, they have said over and over, and they've b- backed it up, that they're not going to stop people from making big money moves to Europe, okay. right? So getting a longer-term contract I don't think is a deciding factor. They clearly, if a year from now or two years from now, somebody came in with a big money move for, yeah. for Europe, he'll do it. Yeah. right. Like, I, I just don't think, like – if he is under a four-year contract at Atlanta United, the same salary, right? And mm-hmm. a European club was really interested in him and they're willing to pay whatever the $4 million transfer fee is. Like, that that was the difference versus next year, his contract's up after Cincinnati. He has a banger year. Yeah. He goes with no transfer fee to any club that he wants. Like, they're going to pick him up if he's playing well. Yeah. Um, right. At either, now, at either club. You could be right, Tommy, in saying that if you play poorly – Right, the fact that the contract runs out means you're a free agent, and then someone's more likely to give you a chance because it's a free transfer. Right, but only if you play poorly. Right, only and and, and you got to figure a player like that is going to back themselves, right? But here's the thing: remember, there was a point last season where, at least I was, and I think several people were, is Miles as good as we think he is? Yes. And I remember Katz broke it down, saying because of the tactics, because of our team, he doesn't look as good as he is because he's trying to do things that he shouldn't have to do. 
So I do wonder, like, you don't want to be in that position. Yeah. I mean, whether it's Pineda, it is Pineda. Cause of, I really know. felt like it was about a third of the season to go. There were these moments where, where Miles started doing something for the first time I've ever seen. And it was like these rash rush of blood to the head, like sprinting out to try to stop attacks before they even started. And it seemed to me like it was the first time I thought it was frustration, Mm -hmm. right? That I keep getting let in these situations where I can't do anything, right? I'm back, but I can't. So I have to go stop it before it even starts, right? What do you think about his performance in the U S men's national team over the, it wasn't that stellar either. he, he kind of rush a rush a blood of the head, kicked it out of the back in a not so uh, correct way, and that led to a goal against him. He had a home. couple of bad balls out of the back, but you know, I mean, that's not been his strength. His yep. strength has really been defending, but um, yeah, he's yeah. A, still a quality. He's a quality player, and I think yeah, I think with and all the people who said, "Oh, we give up all these goals," he can't really be that good. I disagree completely. Yeah. I, we we've already pointed out why we think those goals are happening. And yeah, it's not like he's suddenly getting beat one on one or whatever, right. right? It's just not happening. Yeah. All right. So the, the other shocker for me, and I didn't think I'd ever talk about Miguel Berry again, but <laughs> he got signed to a two year contract with LA Galaxy. Guys, I can't. I I don't. Hey. I, I, that guy's got to have photos of people or something. That's exactly <laughs> that's what I thought. That like, is literally exactly what I how thought. How in the world does anybody look at that body and have any kind of, maybe they don't have any kind of scouting department or any no, kind of statistics department don't. or whatever. How does anybody look at that at all and decide they're going to take a chance on that? Well, first off. I wouldn't even take him if I were an A-League team. Like if I were Memphis or whatever that league's called now, yeah. right? I wouldn't even take him in that. I wouldn't either. No. Absolutely not. I mean, there's first off, like, there's just a pure eyeball test, right? And I talked about him all last season, and I really harped on him because it it really got under my skin because (laughs) I really watched him like a hawk. And the narrative on him is that he was doing all the unappreciated dirty work. Guys, I know soccer in terms of... (laughs) Yeah, we went to the to the stadium to watch where you could watch him all the time. Yeah, that's what Mikey Dodds is saying. Now keep going. Yeah, Yeah, watch him all the time at home. He had a decent amount of minutes. I want to say like nine hundred minutes last season. So there was plenty plenty of time to watch him, particularly Mm -hmm. during the first half before Yakamakis got here, and um, just unimpressive all around. He's offside zero times, which means you're not making any sort of dynamic runs to try to press the back line. Didn't do any 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 real hard work off the ball. No, I mean this is such a cliche when when players are not performing. They say, "Oh, he's working hard, right?" Because yeah. he has to be, because otherwise he wouldn't be in the lineup. When you watched him and you only watched him, you said, "Okay, is he really working hard?" He was not yeah. working hard, people. No. Yeah. no. So what does that mean? It, it yeah. So I want to. I really would love to have the LA Galaxy scouting person on our podcast. And ask <laughs> well, I mean, Elliot says he's the cheap option, but I feel like there are better cheap options. It doesn't out matter there. what you're paying him. If you get no it production just, from a forward, you could pay him. Yeah. And I can't remember. Like, why would you pay a dollar option. for him? Did when, they post the thing before or after our last podcast? They were like, thank you for the moment. Yeah. Like that one the goal he moments. scored for us. <laughs> yes. I was like, come he on. He did score a banger. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He did. In um, all those minutes, he had one ball that sat up perfectly for him, and he hit the bazigis out of it. But w- One goal and one assist last season for Lenny yeah. United. Nine shots. It was a spectacular goal. It was. Oh, great. I can't believe he had an assist. <laughs> really? Columbus Crew, oh. he had two goals. And uh, zero assists with 20 shots on goal. 
And then DC United, he had zero goals, zero assists, and eight shots. That's his last three active seasons. All in the same league that he just transferred to. I, I honestly. So what? And he had a, you know, he had eight goals at Columbus Now, Crew. when he's on the field, the, the team doesn't seem to score, so maybe he could be a defender. <laughs> Dur- during, a, during, a COVID, during a COVID year, he had his, you know, his best uh, You know best what you could do? Here's, here's, here's maybe their thinking, Mikey Dobbs. Yeah. So before each game, they loan him to the opponent. And he plays, and then he can't score. So you help, you help your defending by, uh, you know, by doing My mic's about to fall. Okay, you go fix that. We'll keep talking. Well, who do we want to talk about next? Um, Yeah, I'm depressed. Let's let's go. You fix that. And Carmen and I. I'm good. I'm going to just say we're all all good there. I'm going to just not bump it. Or you keep talking about it. I can do it. I can do it. Y'all talk. So, so. So the other um, other moves that are at least names that were part of the club for a while were uh, Franco Abara, which we knew it had gone on loan um, to to a Canadian team, and then Sosa finally went on loan to Rosario. I think was the name of the club. Uh, uh, racing, r- racing, right? yeah. r- racing. It was no Abara is at Rosario in, in and, Argentina, yeah. and um, and yeah. Here, let me pull this thing out of there, and you. So um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that, and then. Who else left? We got Alonzo who left, Diop gone. We already talked about th- those players. Um, anybody else worth mentioning? Amar, uh, Amar Sedek is Amar gone. Amar Sedek is gone. Rosetto is gone. Yeah. Uh, you already said Ibarra. You got you know, yeah. them all, I think. Um, yeah, where did Rosetto go? Nowhere. He hasn't been signed yet, surprisingly. We released him. We, yeah. we, we failed to pick him up again, right? And um, nobody. Is that surprising to anybody? I mean, you know, as we talked about in the playoff against Columbus. Thank so, you. So if you go back to the Columbus Crew, Columbus Crew playoff series, right? Our midfield, we had Muyumba. Right, but we started Fortune and Josetu. Yeah. Right? That is not an MLS midfield. We had, uh, and, you know, the ironic part is we played against Columbus Crew. It has the best center midfield in the whole of the league, right? Good enough. And, you know, we got killed in the midfield, right? So, you know, it is very, very clear that our midfield was not good enough, right? So now what have we done to upgrade? So to upgrade, we have brought in a as of yesterday officially a defensive, you know, six right. This right. guy uh, Bartos Schlies, I think Schlies. is how you pronounce his name. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get the front, he, front pronunciation when from, he actually has a comes from the Polish Polish yep. uh, yeah. league there. Um, yeah, from Warsaw in yeah, Poland. Which is, one of the b- best teams in yeah in- they're a conference league participant that's the for those of you who don't know there's three of european tiers champions league europa league and conference league they're a conference league team so that's you know legit yeah so i mean i don't know if this guy is going to be dp level salary and they bring saba's salary down but it could be could be he could be one of our DPs depending on whatever his salary is. I don't know. That's yet to be be seen. Mm, that's an interesting point. I um, haven't heard anybody put DP next to him, so I'm I was assuming that no. 
yeah. he was still a regular signing. Yeah, we don't know. Um, but I'm sure in the way that they can work the books, they can figure it out. And how the, do you remember? If the first season they had to pay him more or whatever. What age the young player kind of? So he's only 24. This uh, Schlees guy is yeah. only 24? He's only okay. 24, okay. which is pretty yeah. amazing. So, yeah, the other signing, I think he's a 26-year-old from uh, – he's a Norwegian. His name is Stein Gregerson. He's kind of the yeah. backfill for Miles Robinson. Uh, he plays in – uh, who played in Bordeaux in mm-hmm. uh, League Two of the the French divisions there? Yeah, they're not doing too well in League Two, but they're classically a, a pretty decent side. Mm-hmm. They've been in the top league before. They're currently fifteenth in in League Two, but um, and yeah, he, and he's got like eight caps for the for Norway for Norway something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so those are those are our two biggest. He's so- uh, twenty eight years old. Okay. He's six foot four. Big okay. dude. Yeah. Right, so both of them are supposed to be pacey. Um, yeah. So yeah, Slees is much smaller. I don't know. What so yeah, Gre- Gregerson's supposed to be able to get back like Miles and, and be able to defend with some pace. Yeah. But we'll see. We don't know any. We've never seen these guys before. We, you know, so is Slees that much better than Sosa's potential if he was to be healthy on the field? Is Gregerson better than Miles Robinson? I would say, show me, show me. <laughs> I'm not saying he, he might be impressive. So these are two unproven guys. I, you know, all the benefit that I, I'm hoping they're going to kick butt. But to your question, who who do we have in the midfield that really came in for Ibarra, Sosa, and uh, and who else? And Dax McCarty. Yeah, Dax McCarty, who's like 36 years old. I don't think I, he's quite that old. Hey, yeah. I mean, he, I'll check. He's 34, he's, 35. He's 34 or 36. And yeah. look, I think he's going to be. Not young. <laughs> not sure. young. I think no. he's going to be be fine. Um uh, but I assume he's he's a rotation piece for the most part. If Schlees is well, that's the thing, right? So so if Dax McCarty is being signed to really be the defensive center midfield, we got big trouble because he's only on the decline. He was a very good MLS midfielder, um, but he's only mm-hmm. on the decline. Yeah, thirty six. Thirty six. He is thirty six. Yeah. Okay, so he's only on the decline now because he's old. He was never that pacey. He's always been small. He's a very smart player, but he wasn't that cheap and. You know, does anybody really think that Pineda's not going to start him? Hmm. Yeah, I think he's going to. I mean, this is Pineda's well, loyal to these. MLS, so who's he, who's he taking off then? Because you know, he, we've got Moyamba, who's more of an attack and more attacking minded. Yeah, you know all, who he's who he's starting action. over. Sleese. Well, that would be madness. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> no, I no, I think I think you're wrong. Yeah, no, Dave, I. I <laughs> No, I, you're absolutely wrong. Hey, who's that dude started over Sosa? No, but I mean, look, I like your tongue in cheek here, but no, the, you're not going to sign a DP. And and I don't think he's a DP. Well, he's, we they're, they're 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 talking about that being the type of money they're yeah. paying for him. So, yeah, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't put, play Dax McCarthy. So I don't McCarty disagree over, with so. you one iota. So one of the things, so I haven't been able to see any video of him. So you know, it remains to be seen. But what? The, the the people who have commented said that he's for real. Yeah. Like, he's really good. And I one thing I did check was there's some, some uh, like, a, an article and some website things from the from the Polish team where he, lo- le- where he left, uh-huh. where they lost him, and they are Losing it. pissed off. They are really? out of their mind. And okay. that is, that is like a that. really good sign, right? I like so that. I, that's, for, that, that is not true, by the way, of Stain, yeah, yeah. right? They're just like, oh, okay, whatever. But Slez, apparently, they are losing their mind. Yeah. They're like, that was our, that's our best player. So, okay. so that, that's why I feel at twenty four too. Exactly. Thank to you. your own words, I think you're dead wrong. Like 
Schlees is, is meant to be the starter. But we know Pineda has no ability to view talent, and we're talking about he's signing the Wiley veteran, who he was. Yeah. Remember remember when Alonzo came in and he was supposed to be the backup and he went right into the starting lineup? Yeah, but... And then he got a... He tore his ACL and was out. Yeah. But he was the starting guy. He never lost that spot. He started over Barra. He started over Sosa. Anybody who thinks that Dax McCarty isn't coming here under Pineda is not going to start, I think... So, but I... It's pretty too optimistic. No, I... Well, first off, he's definitely starting. So this is our first bet of the season. Oh. Eventually, he has to. He's got to be so much better. He's definitely coming on and starting, Dave. (gasps) The only person you're going to sacrifice is Moyamba. No, they're going to sacrifice Slice. Huh? Slice. No, Dax McCarty and Slice would be on the field together behind Almada if you're going to... You know, if you're dead set on playing Dax McCarty. He's going to play. So Moyamba. you're talking about a guy in Pineda who thought Josetu was a defensive midfielder, right? Who has no clue, even though he was a defensive midfielder, which is so crazy. But he has no ability. He thought Sosa was terrible, and I know the fan base somewhere out there agree with them. But we think Sosa was much better. But regardless of whether what Sosa was, right? First of all, he thought Josetu was better even than Sosa and Abara, and Josetu is terrible defensively and not great offensively, right? And he had Alonzo coming into starting. I have zero confidence that Dax McCarty is not going to be in the starting lineup on opening day. Now, whether the, over the season he finally realizes, probably Dax McCarty, if he plays all the time, he's so old, you know, he might get hurt or something. But Well, I'm, ass- yeah. I'm assuming that uh, Schlees has his visa or whatever. He's already in town. I saw him interviewed in... Uh, Mercedes-Benz the other day. So Stain does not. Stain does not. Exactly. I don't know whether Schleese oh. does. Now, he has time. We got time. So we got our ducks in a row here. Yeah, it's a little earlier than we usually have them. So they okay. have time to go. Stain has to go back and get a visa, the, the, though. The only uncertain duck right now is if somebody swoops in and says, hey, we'll give you $27 million for Almada. I know that's I agree. $3 million less than you're asking. Yeah. But uh, that's a fair offer, and he's going to go. Um, I don't see it happening. We only have what, like? Two, okay. two, three weeks left in the European window. Um, I think Ahmad is here. I think that's good news for us people if Ahmad is here. Um, I think you're going to see a highly mot- motivated Almada to prove himself. Sorry. Um, I have to go back for half a second. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. But Tommy says, I will bet my firstborn that Dax does not start against columbus in the first game uh, well, this, is, this is our bet See, tommy i love you you're on my <laughs> side tommy i'm telling you i always bet against dave and what i hate to say is he's right a lot he is. it's so he's annoying right a lot. it's yeah. annoying yeah. But, i mean i'm not disagreeing with you yeah i you know i'm just saying that it's been so mind-blowing what pineda thinks of as a defensive midfielder mm-hmm. and he has always favored this veteran presence uh-huh. and he thinks he thinks i believe that one of the, and he has said this, one of the number one biggest problems with Atlanta United is lack of veteran leadership. Yeah. Right? So I don't think he's bringing in a 24-year-old well, kid or whatever. He didn't like Sosa, who was good as the young kid or whatever. He's bringing in Dax yeah. McCarty. But, but Schlees also has Europa League experience. Oh, yeah. Like he's, he's, there is no doubt he should be experience. defensive midfielder uh, on day one, starting from day one. I can't I wait think to see I have, I have really high hopes for him. We yeah. haven't seen him yet, so yeah. we can't say I, anything. But I, I have really high hopes I saw a little highlights. He's splitting lines. Yeah, he's, he's he looks back. to me like everything okay. says really good. He looks like he's going to be number 99, evidently. That was what he played with. At, Interesting. Uh, Warsaw. All right, I didn't um, mean to interrupt you. But you, you don't have any 
You can't have faith for Pineda you, not to screw that. You know up. another big signing though that that uh, we didn't talk about. Yep. It's is in your vein here, Carmen. Uh-oh, where your we son. Got? You're our goalkeeper. Our goalkeeper. Cohen. Cohen. So we are bringing in some competition for Brad Guzan. Okay, so compete. let's go right to the next bet. Is a starter on day one, is it Artie, Brad Guzan or is it Cohen? Artie Guzan. Tw- Artie tweeted 100% Guzan. That's oh, going to be, so, that's going to so be. Now we're, now we're in. Yeah, I think we all agree <laughs> on that. And that's stupid too. Yeah, Guzan, but, as we said, is done. But I agree, but he's, <laughs> unless, unless there's something that is so clear and obvious to Pineda during preseason, which is pretty hard for no. a goalkeeper to be like, oh, he, he's clearly won the position. Or Even if it is clear and obvious, he thought yeah. Rios Nova didn't do anything clear and that. obviously my, wrong. That's my point. And <laughs> it is going to be over the first several games that Guzan is going to have to make some pretty blunderous errors to create which he may start to, win to do it, which he may start to do but to that's the problem with last season is that guzan didn't make blunderous errors he just wasn't great as a goalkeeper right he still didn't make screw up major you know majorly screw up things yeah, he was just he if, just didn't make saves yeah, if, that he should have made if you yeah. had a close eye you're like man he, goose would have gotten a palm on that two right. three years ago right. uh-huh yeah we we, we pointed that out yeah. a number of times so uh, so yeah. i think I'm going to say Guzan starting in lineup, and I think Dax McCarty's in the starting lineup on day one. I think you're half right. I think Guzan look, starts, because I don't think Pineda has the I, balls to look, like sit him. Here's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised on day one that he does Dax and says, okay. And then, oh, he's backtracking hold already. Hold on. <laughs> I, That's I, the bet. Okay. They, I, I, here's what I could see happening. I could see Dax starting, and then Schley's coming in at halftime or something like that. No, and then, and then we never see Dax again. No, in terms of the starting. So. No, because you don't change your defensive midfielder at halftime of. Okay, of then I'll stick one. with my guns. You're crazy. No way. Pineda is crazy, and then we get something really to yell at him. Yeah, about. this is part of the problem. As yeah. we're gonna go through, as we shift here to okay. prognosticating yeah. over the season, well, this is part of the problem. We have said that he's not a good talent evaluator, and he's gonna stick with. Guzan over Cohen, who should be in goal from day one. Right, he's played yeah. Champions League, mm-hmm. and he's a lot younger. And you know, even if Guzan was a better goalkeeper at his age, yeah. it don't matter. Guzan yeah. is over. So he's a great backup. He's a great veteran presence. I love the fact that if Cohen were to get hurt, we have that kind of backup. That's amazing. Yeah. So okay, there's a couple other. Homegrowns, we had uh, Luke Brennan and Aiden Torres sign, and Nick Firmino from the Atlanta United Two. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, everybody's super high on the twos. Now, nobody from the twos has really done yeah. much, but he has scored goals for the twos. So, yeah. didn't he score a goal for the us yes, last year? Yes, he did year? score a goal okay. for us in his one appearance. He came in and scored yeah. in like three and minutes. I think uh, Efren Morales is still under contract. I think he got signed last year, if I if my memories. Correct. And we signed somebody, I think it's Derek Williams. Brennan is another case. You know, Brennan is a guy who got signed off of his one great appearance in the preseason. And and Pineda actually had him play and start for one of them. And he doesn't, no offense to to Brennan, he doesn't look like he has it at all. Yeah. And well, and it's one game. I'm not going to write off a guy that kind of, you kind of had the same opinion of uh, McFadden, who they extended his his (sighs) year. Uh, and also Why? Noah Cobb, which I don't... Noah Cobb, I think, has potential. Yeah, you, you thought mm-hmm. he had some I potential. think he's not ready yet. He didn't look to me like... But he looks yeah. like he's got real potential. Yeah. 
Um, and then Fortune, you you know, young, maybe some potential. Bait. Fortune, I think, has potential too. Again, he started in the key playoff main games against Columbus. Yeah. You know, now, now we have two defensive midfielders who are presumably starting over him, Dax McCarty and Sills. <laughs> you know who I'm shocked is still on the roster? Yeah, well, I like. Oh, no, then I disagree. I thought you were going to say Etienne. There's a person on the roster. Etienne signed a three-year risk. Now, I know you're going to say now. Oh, it's got to be Tiare. I mean, that's Tiare. Um, no. Oh. There's uh, a guy I like who's still on the roster who's very important, too, given our depth in that position. He's oh, critical. Mascara? No. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Ronald Hernandez. Oh, Ronald Hernandez uh, still on the team. I like Ronald Hernandez. I do, too. I think he has some talent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And if you were he looking never... at our team, you would say there is a role, like, okay, at home, maybe you start Lennon and have that aggressive down the wing, and yeah. then maybe at certain moments on the road, you'd start Hernandez. Yeah. He will never do that. Oh, no. Well, that would over make... Lennon? Or yeah, over, over oh, no. Lennon. Never okay, never well, look at, look at your options here, guys. If, if Lennon or Wiley get hurt, Who's going in? It's Hernandez. That's, That's me it. knocking on wood. Who else is our? Who are our other? Well, this is backs? the big problem with this team. So, assuming that Almada is here, right? One injury to Gigi or Almada, or I would say Sills is a huge and important player in this team. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to start, which is a big problem to the season. Um, but an injury somewhere. Oh, Schlees? You Schlees. Yeah, Schlees. Sorry, Schlees. Yeah, Schlees. <laughs> I'll get used to it. Um, but we are one injury away to a center back, center midfielder, Almada, yeah. or Gigi from being in big, big, big yeah. trouble. And here's something I'm going to bring up. Okay. So, in late July and early August, there are two events. You know what those two events are? One is an MLS event. One is a big or, world event. We got League's Cup. League's Cup is the MLS event. Olympics. And then- Olympics. Oh, and so who is going to the Olympics from Atlanta United? I would assume Almada for Argentina. Almada for Argentina. Yes. And who else is young? I was about to say, who team? are the babies? There's an American. Wiley. Wiley. Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. So anybody who's picking, I saw some people pick us to win the League's Cup. Anybody thinks we're bringing the leagues? We're going to win the leagues cup without Wiley and Almada. Uh uh-uh. uh mm. There is no way we're winning the leagues cup without those two players. Yeah. Now, for some reason, if they don't end up going or whatever, maybe. Yeah. But I would not pick them to win the leagues cup yeah. at all because we're not winning honestly hardly anything without yeah. Almada. <laughs> but we certainly not. I bet you the defending champs are going to win that. Yeah, they got they, a bunch of old people. I mean, maybe they got some young guys that are. On no, them. I would actually argue that they have a much better chance of winning the league and being consistent over the year, and then just blowing off the league's cup or the whatever. Being like, I don't yeah, think we're going to blow off anything. I think they're going to roll. They're going to be tired. These guys are old by the middle of the season. They're going to need a break. Yeah, they might actually. You they, can see they are going to have to prioritize. You can see they Tata are. being like, "Eh, we're in first place. We're going to rest Messi and Suarez for the league's cup." <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. So let's go through. Well, who else is there? Any of the there's the Derek Williams guy. What's his story? He's the backup center back. Okay. So we last year at center back we had Parata, Abram, and Miles. Right. Mm-hmm. Miles was miles up, miles apart, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> miles ahead. <laughs> um, he was so much better than either of them. This idea, I mean, this nutso idea that 
that Abram was suddenly so much better than Parata. This is like yeah. Pineda. Yeah. Pineda finally benched Parata when he made two mistakes in one game. And then he brought Abram. And then without even looking at Abram, he was like, oh, he's better. He hasn't made a mistake. But he wasn't good. Yeah. He really wasn't good. No. And so anybody who thinks that our center back pairing with Abram now and Stain yeah. is better than our center back pairing at the beginning of the year last year, which was Parata and Miles is nuts. Yeah. Mm. I think we have at best downgraded slightly and maybe a lot. So I think you've got Saba out on the right wing and you've got, uh, who, who is it that I'm not, Mascara coming in as a sub and mm -hmm. or and or rotation, right? And on Wolf the left, too. The left side you got Silva and Wolf, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Etienne, I just hope we never see him. <laughs> he, he really... <laughs> He, I really set the sail on. We have no time. answer if Gigi gets hurt. Zero, like we did well, last year. Well, the only thing I would say mm, is you're right. Is Firmino seem, seems to He's be going to carry the line? Really? At, at his age, where with not, no I, experience? No. I I saw a flash from him, so I have no idea. But he looked looked interesting. Uh, I I know he's more of an attacking center mid midfielder. Like he's more of an Almada type of. Well, player. the nice thing is we got rid of the player. Who, <laughs> who Pineda would have gone to? But yeah. you know who's going to lead the line? Tr. 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 Who's a oh. wild man? The wild man's going to get. Card man. I was about to red, say. red cards out the wazoo. If he can Guaranteed. actually play, how many how many cards that guy get this year? At uh, least two. I think he gets sent off once or twice. So okay, one red card and two yellow cards is my minimum threshold bet. Wait, the oh, two yeah. yellow in you separate mean, games over the are in course, the same game. I was about to say throughout the season, I say he gets one red card uh -huh. and two yellows. Oh, I'm taking the over on that. Wait, on the, two yellows the whole season in one game okay. to give him another yeah, red. Yeah, two yellows in one game. <laughs> He's getting sent off oh, yeah. if he starts. I mean, he'll never start unless saying. Gigi gets hurt. But if he gonna... starts a game, he's getting no, sent I'm off. I'm talking about the lo <laughs> the low number of minutes he gets. He's going to get at least two yellow cards and one red. Oh, I'll take the over on that. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, I got two reds. Because he has, no matter what happens, right, Gigi has a 10-minute, you know, sub roll, and we all know. Uh, so that should be, it should be a combination of you bring in Mascara and move, you know, Silva or someone up top, or you bring in Wolf. He can play the striker yeah. position. He will not do that. Yeah. It will be Tiare, 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 because he sees a number nine striker as a number one striker has to be big, physical, tall, and red cardish. Yeah. <laughs> well, ish. The Tiara guy looks like he's got some pace and speed, and yeah, but he's not good. I, maybe not. I, don't, I haven't seen enough. I haven't seen enough. <laughs> he's strong and fallish. Yeah. Okay. So this is a problem. We'll see. Because he's going to be the backup. He was getting paid like one point two million. He's going to be your new on loan. Yeah. He could be. He That's... could be, and I hate to say this. It probably can't happen because it can't be that bad. He could be your new. Dom Dwyer? No, Dom Dwyer would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could be your new McGill Berry. No, 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 no. This guy at least he will never look that slow, no. though. That's for sure. I was about to say, no, and at least he'd be physical. He, he already someone. was doing some runs and things that were All way right, better. Fair. Don't, 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 <laughs> don't disrespect my. But take on this McGill is a problem. If Gigi goes down. Tra is not going to be good enough to carry the load. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't seen enough of him to really so. know, but it didn't seem like it. Yeah. It's good enough to foul. I think he's got the talent. I think he's just got to keep his head cool. I yeah. don't know. I don't know if I saw the talent either. But anyway, got we didn't see that much of him, so right. we could so, be wrong. 
What what else you want to talk about in terms of players? Just the pure roster. And well, you just went through the front line. So the front line is identical, yeah. right? The front line last year at the end of the year, Saba Silva, Gigi Almada was yeah. scoring goals for fun. Yeah. They were terrific. We we looked like we could score three goals in any game, including mm-hmm. certainly at home. And so the back line should pick itself when it's healthy, right? Which is Wiley, Abram, Gregerson, and Lennon, right? No argument. Yes, there. but the question is, do compared to the back line of last year, do we say upgrade, same, or downgrade? Can't say because I have no idea how, how good Gregerson is. If sure. He's, if he plays, because Miles certainly didn't have his best season last year. If Gregerson. But it wasn't him. Hold it on, was this. It doesn't matter, <laughs> Dave. Ding, 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 ding. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like upgrade, <laughs> downgrade. <laughs> You asked a question. Yeah. I'm not sure that it's a downgrade until I see Gregerson play. Mm. We got to see the dude play. But what do you think? I mean, you can take an educated. It is possible that Gregerson could be as good as Miles. It could be. I don't think it's going to happen. Gregerson was in Europe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So probably a, a pretty good equivalent. Okay. But here's the thing, Mikey Dobbs. So I think it's the same. Same. No. Okay. No. And here's why you're wrong. And I'm, you know, I'm, but that's I'm, best case scenario because I haven't seen him play. I'm inferring because again we haven't seen him play, and so this is you're totally right. It's totally unfair to yeah. say anything, but but that being said, okay, he moved to Bordeaux as a Division Two uh, France team, right? Which if you are honestly, if you're Miles Robinson and you put him in a League Two French team, okay. What would your ex- expectation for Miles Robinson be? It's hard to say because, as you know, playing on lesser teams sometimes or teams I that get have gaps, that. your own performance comes down. You kind of get caught in the quagmire. I get that, but he would be one of the best defenders I would expect in him League to 2, be. period. Expect him to be. And yeah. the thing is, when if you have a 28-year-old best defender in League 2, you don't let him go like they did. Right, so that says to me, I don't. That, I, so okay, that sounds good, just talking. But when those smaller clubs get a big transfer fee, I assume it, it was, wasn't a huge transfer for, fee. for a small club. Three uh, million is not a lot. I don't. Uh, I don't know the economics of this. Is, uh, is it, I mean, I mean it's, a big, it's not a second not an awful. That's not an awful. But it's probably one of the biggest transfer fees they're going to get. It for a thirty-two-year-old yeah. guy, I see it. For a twenty-eight-year guy, that's a prime for a defender. Your prime for a defender is twenty-eight to thirty-two. Right, that's the, the defender's yeah. age a little bit after. That's really in the prime. Like, he's literally in his prime. Who lets that guy go? A team that's going to get a big transfer fee where he's it's going to, to theoretically a, a better. Sure. If if better if Paris St. So Germain comes in for $12 million, sure. Right? But mm-hmm. that's not what they did. Yeah, but he's not that level of talent because nobody's calling for Miles Robinson. That's why he went to Cincinnati. I think nobody's calling for Miles Robinson, which is your point. It's well that because somebody, he looks he terrible good, on this side, and all the scouts in the world in Europe are stupid because we got a national team player. He's that good. They're not even willing to make. They weren't. They didn't even make an offer. Yeah, I nothing think, came yeah. in. I think right. they're they are a little bit stupid. I think he is that good. Okay, well, hmm. I'm just saying what the market's saying. Fair. Um, all right, but I what I would say is best case scenario. That he's basically as good as Miles. I think that's unlikely. But even if he was absolutely as good as Miles, I don't think he's going to be better than Miles. Yeah. Right? I think that's very unlikely. I'm with you there. So even if he is exactly the same as Miles, 
How many goals did we give up last year? Oof. Yeah. It was ugly. It was 40-something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 40. It was a crap five. time. Yeah, 45. Um, 45 or 46. And, um, and yeah, so that's. No, it was 53. Was it 53? 53. Yeah, Golly. We gave up 53 goals in the year before we gave up 54. This yeah. is my big thing about Pineda. He's the worst defensive coach in MLS history. Almost statistically. He's one of the worst defensive coaches ever. As a wow. defender himself. We've been, we've been bottom of the bottom two defensively in, in both of the full years that he's had. Right? And so you would think, okay, the only hope is if we somehow upgrade defensively. Now, we may have upgraded the protection in front of him. If Siles still, what, how do you pronounce it? Schlees. Schlees. Oh, my God. Schlees, please. Schlees, please. <laughs> if Schlees turns out to be terrific and he's protecting him, that's a huge upgrade because we were finishing the season with Josetu and Fortune, right? Right. So, so that could help a lot. A lot. That's what you're counting on. But in terms of the back line, we didn't upgrade at all. And mostly we said it wasn't even the talent. It was the defensive system. Yeah. So you got to chuck us up. I'm putting us down for 53. Uh, We're giving up 53 goals. I'm not. I don't, hmm. I don't see anything in our back line okay. or our defensive midfield other than Schlees, right? With our eight. defensive midfield could be a huge upgrade. Let's talk about the okay. midfield then. Well, let's talk. Why do you think? I mean, Schlees is certainly... It could be. Promising. Yes. yes. At least he's a guy yes. who everybody says is a defensive midfielder. Yeah. And we didn't have a defensive right. midfielder. After Ibarra left, we had nobody who was a true defensive midfielder. Right. right? So if he is a true defensive midfielder and he can do something. And honestly, Dax McCarty has been a very good defensive midfielder in MLS for a very long time. And if he's not the starter, if he is yeah. occasionally brought in next to please <laughs> then then they could be really really good together occasional yeah. moments you know he could be really that could be fantastic well, to me i would i love our options if if pineda plays it that way right. which is we have we have the pieces yes we have the pieces in the midfield in the midfield not in the back not well we don't have the pieces in the back well we don't have the depth in the back Cer certainly for his tactics we do not have the pieces in the back. If we were going to go giving up less than 53 or 54 goals, which we've given up the last two oh, years, yeah. we have to upgrade something. We have to change. We didn't upgrade. We, we got to yeah. change the tactics. On yeah, the, we got to change backs, the tactics. But, but he's not going to change the tactics. No, we know that's that. not going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen. So the only way we get incrementally better right. is through the central midfield. The only way we could be better defensively is if we control the midfield more. I agree. Yeah. And I would say that I think there's a possibility because we haven't had a defensive midfielder that we could be much better defensively in the midfield. I think it's going to be offset a little bit by Stain in the back. Right, that I don't think he's going to be quite as good as Miles uh -huh. and Abram in a full year. I think is not so good, and I think it's a wash. So, so we still give up the fifty-three. Yeah, here's the problem, and I think this is where you're probably right. I think he's probably thinking either it's Dax or Schlees. Okay, mm -hmm. and that's how it's going to go, depending on the game. Right. And then Moyamba is in front. Yes, right, as the all-action right. midfielder. Which I like him as an option yeah. midfielder. At home, that's a great lineup. Yeah. But uh, on the road, occasionally. Uh, on the road, you put in Dax and, and Schlees. Certainly against a Columbus or a Cincinnati yeah. on the road, then you got to, I think you got to have both of them in yeah. the game. So, if they wouldn't do that. If we do that, we're he's not going to do that. No, he's not. And that's why we've given up 53 and 54 goals 
in the last two seasons. Because honestly, right? I mean, people are like, oh, he couldn't have done that, whatever. He At the beginning of the year, right? At the beginning of this, this last year, we had Sosa and Ibarra. And I said it multiple times on the road, we should play Sosa and Ibarra together and give us a stronger foundation. Did he do it? Nope. No. I'm going to hold my mic, this this uh, portion. Thanks, uh, Carmen. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's uh, connecting to the bottom of the table. So what else? Do you want to talk about any players? Do you want to start talking about the schedule? What you, what'd you think of the schedule that came out for Atlanta United? Tough? That's what I've heard. Well, you know, I don't yeah. know how to judge a it's schedule. It's an unbalanced schedule, right? So um, that makes it difficult. But let's let's – I say we should go to predictions. You want to go predictions? Yeah. So – Predictions. So I think we want to make a prediction for where we finish in the regular season. And Supporter Shield or in, the, in our conference? I think in our conference. Okay. Supporter Shield, like, you know, okay, you can say that. But yeah. it just, just go in the conference, right? You know, where we finish in the conference – um, how do we do in the playoffs? Yeah. How do we do in the Open Cup? How do we do in the League's Cup? Okay. So I think for Eastern Conference, the safest bet I can make, where I think I'm going to be like one mark off, is fourth place. That all hinges, hinges on a couple things. Almada stays here. Yeah. We're assuming um, all of this should be assuming Almada stays. Yeah. Seems Almada stays here. Um. I also assume that Almada is going to play well the first half of the season. I'm going to say the same thing I said about Araujo when we reached that kind of quarter way into the season or one-third of the way in the season right before summer. If things aren't really in gear and Atlanta is not, like, you know, doing the, doing the Viking chant, um, then I think this, this team's in trouble uh, in terms of having any hope of – an MLS Cup run. Beautiful. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. You got it. Thank you. All right. Um, so I but think. But I, I think you can't. One of the assumptions that you make, you can't make. You can't make an assumption whether someone's going to play well. You can make an assumption they're going to be on the team. But you have to make a pick. Well, no. My my point is, is uh, Almada, if he's here, the, this, yep. is, this is my point behind it. Is okay. There's the psychology behind if Almada doesn't go to Europe and he really wants to go to Europe, he's deserving a chance to go to Europe and prove himself. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder. I, he, I think he's a guy, guy he's going to come. I think that's good for Atlanta United because he's going to be like, all right, I want to at least have a chance in the summer window to be like, team's in trouble in Europe. Let's look at this guy who is just absolutely lighting up the MLS. He was the MVP young player, uh, not the MVP, but uh, young player of the year. Young player of the year, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, all the stats start coming the first half of the season. You're like, this guy is clearly the best MLS player outside of Messi. <laughs> um, the the callers are going to come, right? Whether that's in the the summer window or at the end of the season, I think that he's going to be feeling good about himself and his his stock going up. Um, if if not, then I think I could see in the summer window if it comes and goes, that's really bad for Atlanta. If he's if he's not hitting all all gears if he's not really putting but you're kind of setting up a catch-22 right like that if he plays really well he's gone in the summer and if he doesn't play well then he no, stays here but he's not, not playing no, well no 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 not necessarily he's gone in the summer i think there'll be offers that there could be offers that come in the summer i think 
even Arthur Blank and whatever, they're like, that's where his that's where his $30 million valuation is going to hold in the middle of the season. I, I talked about this with somebody else. I was like, I think the only thing Arthur Blank is, has said, which is the same thing you and I say, it's really bad for MLS if your star player leaves in the middle of the season and yep. you take away that from your fan base to have a chance to, to win, win it all. So the only reason you do that is if a, a European team is like, he's played so well, we're going to come in and offer you $32 because we really need Tiago uh-huh. Almada. He's proven himself in, in the league. So that that is really all I'm saying. Okay. I think if he's playing that well in the first half of the season, A, that's great for us. Mm-hmm. That's great for him in his likelihood of definitely going next winter, winter window. Mm-hmm. We're not going to turn down a $32 million offer if it comes in the summer for him, if he's – He's killing it. Right. We, we as fans are going to have to swallow that pill. Yeah. That and is, Columbus got rid of their star and won yeah. the league. And and so, huh. but okay. and that's just it. I, I think, about that. you know, the team can lift itself up after. I think everybody will be feeling good. We'll understand the economics of that and that being a good look also for Atlanta United as a global club. Being mm-hmm. like, sure. Almada yes. goes, you get to cheer him on wherever. Like, this is just all good things. Okay. Yep. Just want to get that out of the way. Okay. Then, um, yeah, so where did I, I went off on a tangent here? So I think in terms of predictions, predictions, so, MLS, so regular I th- season playoffs, fourth, US Open fourth Cup, place. But fourth I think place. I think if we're gonna get there, all right, let's stay I'm there because we'll confuse the audience if we don't. Carmen, regular season, where are we finishing? I say six. Yeah, I say sixth. Zero improvement. Zero improvement. It's exactly the same. Nothing has changed. So this past year at midseason, we got much better offensively, Mm -hmm. but we were so defensively crap that even when we got better offensively, we still basically, the formula held for the most part. We still didn't win on the road because we did a little better at home. I think we... So normally you would say, look, with that starting group in the front... Mm -hmm. Right, that we would be a little bit better offensively, and can we get any worse defensively? Probably not. So the same. But here's my thing. So that's assuming not a single thing goes wrong, injury or whatever. So something's gonna go. So if that were to happen, no. So I think I think fourth place is if nothing goes wrong. Absolutely, nothing goes wrong. So I think my prediction is right. If nothing goes, that's unlikely. That's unlikely, and I agree with you. So then you predict. You want to change your prediction? No, I'm always the optimist. You're always the optimist. Yeah, we stayed healthy okay. last season. I'm an optimist. Like, I, like I, I want, I'm a fan of the team. I want them to do well. As a, the good. starting lineup, if we stay healthy, we should easily be able to achieve fourth place just on okay. pure talent. And all the tactical errors of us giving up probably, yeah, 53 goals. So this is my problem. So the ceiling, everybody stays healthy and everything goes really well. Amada goes to the Olympics but somehow comes back not tired. Wiley goes to the Olympics, <laughs> somehow comes back not tired. Then we finish fourth mm-hmm. i agree which would have been a huge upgrade because you yeah. get the home playoff match and I that take makes fourth. us an mls contender absolutely would take four because at home with that offense we're great the to, the problem is that's the ceiling and then the lower part is i think the normal if you assume okay something's likely to happen yeah. we finish about six and i think with giving up 53 goals or something like yeah. we're likely there is a possibility somebody goes down. We lose Gigi for any stretch. We lose Almada yeah. for any stretch. And all of a sudden, we're fighting for the 
I think we're still good enough to stay in playoff contention, mm-hmm. but we're then in that group at seven, seven eight. eight. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Look, the wheels, the wheels could fall off quite easily when I, and, when I look at that, when I look at the depth. And here's my problem. So if we got off to a good start, it would help. We have a tough schedule to start out the beginning of the year. Very. And I think if he got everybody ready and had sleeves in the, in the center midfield ready to go at defensive midfield, it was a huge upgrade. Right. And he had Cohen and goal, which is a huge upgrade. We said this. If if we have a better goalkeeper, that 53 goes yeah. down to 48 yeah. in a heartbeat, yeah. five goals away. I so agree. if he were to start Cohen and play him the whole season, I have us much more close to four. I just don't think it. I think he's going to play Guzan, which yeah. is nuts. He's going to play Guzan at least the th- first three, four games. Right? I think he's yes. going to play him until yeah. he makes the mistake and it's. <sighs> And, and I think he's going to play Dax McCarty. And I so I think those two things means that we're going to give up goals, especially at the beginning of the year. He's not playing Dax McCarty. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> we have to bet. Yes. Well, I will say, okay, so Tommy and Elliot are the optimists. They say right. we should finish third in the East. That's no what chance. they're That's what they're estimating. And Tommy points out, well, in terms of we only, like we said, we're horrible on the road. Yeah. Yep. But then we hopefully get better defensively with a good six. So maybe yes. that number a good six so would that, help. So I that agree with you, number Tommy. comes down. And so the, hopefully we finish better than six. Yeah, I think the problem is that the, the better six is offset by the fact that the, we haven't improved the back center pairing. And the back center pairing would normally be okay. And if it had a better tactics, we could be fine. I don't think our center pairing is so bad that we couldn't finish mid defensively, Mm -hmm. but with the tactics that we have where we put our center pairing in all kinds of trouble all the time with that center pairing, it's not going to not going to improve us. And I don't think a defensive midfielder, well, an amazing defensive midfielder would cut out a lot of things that would make a difference. If, if Slees certainly turns out to be a first class defensive midfielder, like a best 11 defensive midfielder in MLS, then, then maybe. But then even then, I think we improve some. Mm-hmm. I think if you would just start him, for sure, occasionally playing with Dax McCarty and also play Cohen in goal, I say us mid-table and defensively, and boom, we become yeah. a top four team for sure. I, I don't think Canada has as much rope this season with some of the cues that are coming down from Bocanegra and, and Gareth. Gareth. That's like, hey, we just pet paid this guy DP-level money. $3 million transfer fee, and you're telling me he's not going to start day one? He's, yeah. he's But that hasn't been true. He's here He's here right now. He's in the building. He is here through preseason. There's going to be no reason in terms of him not being match fit, Dave, for Dax McCarty to play in front of him. But that has not been true. So in our, our front office has signed players, and then they have given Pineda carte blanche to do what he wants with them. Yeah, but Always. I, I think that was his first two years. I think he's got he. Yeah. I, I mean, he might be dumb, but he's not that dumb. I think he's gonna look and be like, "Yeah, I should probably play this guy first game." If especially he's got the entire preseason to look at this guy, and he's got to be able to prove that he's better than Dax McCarty. I hope you God, don't think so. God bless. He should be better okay. than Dax McCarty. Right. You're right. He should be. Everybody in Poland thinks so. I'm going to predict that he's way better than Dax McCarty and he doesn't play. That's. I think you're 100% wrong. 
I have faith in Pineda. I think I have why? faith. I don't know why. He hasn't why? proven it, but I think it comes from what uh, Mikey Dobbs was saying. He is on a, I feel like they're going to put him on a short leave. I think, yeah. I feel like Gareth has been in a year and now he's going to say, no. you don't know. So even if he's on a short leash, so a short leash just means that if he screws up, they fire him. But there's no such thing as a short leash where they tell him what to do. You cannot, as a you know what a short office team, tell your manager who to play and not play. If you start doing that, then the the franchise but is done. But isn't a signal in terms they of how much you that. pay for them? No, how long their because Bocanegra has like, had his guys for a long time. People who he thought were really good, like he signed Jurgen Dom as this like super whatever, and Pineda was like, no, <laughs> okay, right? I mean, you were paying him a ton of money. Right? Did he play him? No. Well, it's this has happened multiple times where we brought in guys who look like well, whatever, and he yeah, hasn't as, played as, him, as far as which P- is, should be his right. As far as Pineda judging talent, Jurgen Dom was a bust, though. <laughs> Come on. Fair, but when I, my he point... He spent way much... He more time on TikTok than he did My at point practice. is not whether Jurgen Dom was good or bad. My point is that the amount that we sign him, whether or not the front office sees him as an intended starter, which I think they do... Um, doesn't mean anything. For it the it does though when like Bocanegra is like looking over the field. Like there's there's guys twenty four year old kid over a thirty six year old veteran of MLS. Right, Pineda gonna make this excuse. He's going we to need over- the veteran leadership, and he's gonna do it. No, that's gonna be Brad Guzan in this case. Both. No. Both. Day one. <laughs> His his his. It's ju- good. We're starting out with a fight. I know. His, we haven't had a lot. Of, I forgot my buttons. I don't even know what that's supposed to Now, which guy gets the straight jacket? Whoever loses the bet. Yeah, you want that veteran leadership? You got it with Braguzan. You got it with Schlees. Schlees is not going to give you veteran leadership. He's twenty four. Doesn't even speak oh, English. Sorry, it's Gregerson. Sorry. Oh, Gregerson for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Gregerson. Sorry. But that's my problem. He's going to play Guzan. He's gonna play Gregerson. He's gonna play and, Dax McCarthy. And by the way, this is this is uh, year number two for George Yakamakis, who's by far the captain on the field. He's great. Oh yeah, fantastic. I mean, he's the ca- He's your veteran leadership out of the gates day one. Oh, he's great. So he Pineda doesn't have that. And, and leadership on the field at the beginning of last season was a problem. That would be the honest thing to do is say we've already got leadership but, on the team. He's not going to do it. But that's why you're wrong on Dax McCarty because he's got leadership on the field in spades with Guzan and Gigi up front. Nope. From top to bottom. He's going to see himself in Dax McCarty because that's who <laughs> Pineda was, that veteran guy at Seattle, the older MLS veteran he played even when he was – Later, he's going to see that in Dax McCarty, and he's in the starting lineup day one. You're wrong on this one, Dave. All right, so if Pineda, so who is this? The Colonel. I don't know. I want. I don't know who the Colonel, Colonel is. ATL. Okay, yeah. but if the po- Polish Hammer, I'm guessing that's Sleaze. Mm. Is yeah. that the name? Okay. I like it. <laughs> I don't know whether that's actually his name, but I like it. Is like out of the box, fantastic. He actually plays because Pineda might start him. Do yep. you think we're top three? Like, do I mean, do you think we get to that point? If he were to play Sleaze, now this saying a lot because as, as Mikey Dobbs point, points out, we, we haven't seen Stain play. We haven't seen Sleaze play. So it's saying a lot. But I think if Sleaze looks really promising, and he doesn't have to be that good to be a really big upgrade over Josetu. Okay. Defensively, Fair. certainly. So I think he's likely to be a big upgrade. And if he would play Cohen... Over Guzan, yes. Okay. But I don't think either of those things are going to happen. I mean, 
What? So we talk a lot about defense, right? But my gosh, if you're an MLS coach, Dave, and you get to coach our attackers, I mean, top to bottom. Yep. What talent do we have in terms of like just enjoying a system that could score, you know, probably the most goals in the MLS given our starting 11, I would imagine we should be right up there with just being able to put in buckets of goals. I agree. We're going to be offensively a dynamo. However, here's the thing also. So, um, Silva, Saba, Muyamba Uh all played really, really well down the stretch and were really big upgrade. Um, I was hoping they were going to be really, really good players. Um, They all have slight flaws, and I could easily see one or two of them regressing a little bit as MLS Mm. knows them better, as um, Mm. they don't, like Gigi, when he came in, like there ain't nothing, that guy can do it all, he's got the movement, he's got, he looks like, for real. Yeah. He's got two good feet, the whole thing. He doesn't, as far as I can tell, he has no flaws. Yeah. And he was playing as a top player at yeah. Celtic, so, you know, whatever. That is not true of Tiare, uh, uh, sorry, of Silva. It is not true of Saba. It yeah. is not true of Miyamba. They came from other places and, you know, from lower places, and they actually have slight flaws. Now, Together, they were really, really good, and we looked offensively really, really good, especially with Almada pulling the strings for that. And I I think that we're going to be really, really good. Um, could we maybe not score quite as many as we did? I'm not sure I agree with you. I, I think mean, they're going to be used I, to each other. I 100% agree. All three of those players have their flaws or yeah. their, their imperfections, right? Will they be figured out? No, because I think their strengths are still their strengths. I don't think studying any film on them is going to stop their strengths from from excelling. I think they're going to have the same flaws. Now, playing a full season and what that means for their consistency, I don't know. Um, the guy I could see really regressing to the mean is Muyamba. I think people are too high on Muyamba. Yeah. Hmm. Muyamba... I love Miyamba. I think he can do really well. And if he's given this sort of free license to go, but he's going to do some things that are frustrating, I think, to people this year. He has some... Um, well, the problem is... is he, He's certainly an upgrade. The, the problem is he's an attacking yeah, uh, type of all-action midfielder, which, we, which we've talked about. And what we need is the Dax McCarty, Sleaze type of players to sit back, read the game, split lines. Behind him, yeah. Step in and... Recycle the ball forward yep. to Almada, Saba, Silva, and Gigi, which you don't need anything more than that up there. And then again, if we'd say, okay, at least at least three of our backs stay, you know, if we've got Wiley, uh, Abram, and uh, Gregerson staying back, because Lennon's never going to stay back, and he doesn't <laughs> that, need to. Never. Right. And at least play, play, play defense, you know, get back. He's a hus- hustler. He's always going to do that. Um, but yeah, I don't see too much benefit of Wiley getting up into Silva's space unless it's like the right moment, and then he's super effective. Like mm-hmm. Wiley should yeah, have his be- yeah. should have his beautiful goals in the moment. He should mm-hmm. time those right and really ring up. Ring and up. Silva seems like a smart player. Yeah, I think he's a little one sided in terms of um, he's all right footed, but yeah. it makes sense. He cuts inside. Wiley mm-hmm. goes outside. That actually works and he can do it. Unlike, you know, when, um, we've had other combinations, right. Um, I think that, that, that actually fits the system. 
I will say, despite Pineda, I feel like Wiley still very much progressed as a player last year. Do you agree with that? No. no. I mean, he had a great start to the season, and then he faded badly yeah. down the stretch. So, yeah. so you know, you could say I don't, I don't criticize Pineda for that, right? You know, he's a young player, and he might have just worn down a little bit. But you would say if you had a great manager who's doing amazing things for him, he should have done really well and continue to get better over the season. Yeah. He did not. He yeah. he actually the second half of the season, Wiley didn't play. Yeah, very he well. did disappear. He yeah. Disappeared. yeah. Mm-hmm. He disappeared offensively. Yeah. He was still to... pretty good defensively. He was okay. That's what I'm saying. And which is what we admit. so if that was his remit and maybe he's being told that is that I don't know, that's how I look. I felt like he played much better defense as the season went on. We we lost those breakaway moments which were obviously more exciting. So is that what we're remembering and forgetting the fact that he actually played good defense? He was pretty good defensively. Yeah. I have no problem. Okay. I think we're just putting a huge amount on Sleaze. Right? So if Sleaze turns out to be a f- absolute first-rate defensive midfielder, sure, he mm-hmm. could potentially change a lot of things. Um, but that is a 24-year-old guy who's never played in the league to mm-hmm. ask him to be the savior when I don't even think he's going to start at the beginning of the year. <laughs> I think is is asking yeah. too much. Now, if he's that guy, if he comes in, so the problem with Atlanta United has always been we do this crazy offensive things and then we get caught on these counters and we put our backs in, particular center backs, in horrible situations. And Abram and Stain are going to be put in horrible situations, right? And they're going to get killed. Abram and Stain are going to get killed. Miles bailed us out a bunch of times, and I don't think Stain is going to be that kind of one-on-one defender. Maybe he will be, but I doubt it. Abram is definitely going to get killed. He was a little bit fortunate not to be so exposed, but he's definitely going to get killed. And now, if you have the greatest defensive midfielder in the world, then suddenly we turn the ball over and he's winning all those and he protects them, maybe, but that's a lot to ask for him in this system. What if... Dax and Sleaze are in there behind Almada. I I think that would be terrific. Hmm. But Pineda will never do that. He never played two guys who he thinks is a defensive midfielder. Okay. Never. Which is ironic because he was a defensive So midfielder. who do you think our starting lineup is going to be? I think you had, you know, you, you, you proposed a lineup and I think it ha- it's... Um, outside of Sleaze. Outside of Sleaze. You think it's going to be Dax? Yeah, I think it's going to be Dax. So I think it's going to be Gigi up top. It's very, you know, likely to be Gigi, Silva, Saba. That was the, 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 and Almada, the four in front. That's what he went in the playoffs. They're all back. Nothing's going to change, right? I think Muyamba likely to, to, you know, saying, I think obviously Wiley and Lennon is the outside backs. We don't have much choice in the center back, so it's got to be Stein and Abram, unless somehow this other... Visa is delayed or something. Well, or this guy from New... You know, for who we signed, was it DC or from New England? The Williams, the the backup? He doesn't look like he's going to be the guy, so I think he's just cover. Um, So I I think Stein and Abram have got to be the starters. And it should be Sleaze. And it's not going to be. It's going to be Dax McCarty. Disagree, but. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see, so I guess. agree everything other than Sleaze being our. It is even possible that, you know, Pineda gets, as he's in the preseason, is getting all hyped up, you know, about some young. He's going to give young players some time. And you could see, like, he's done this. Wolf started two years ago. Brennan got an early start in this game. Mm-hmm. You, you could see a Brennan or, I mean, Firmino could 
is a wild card. Yeah. He could actually be for real. If he turns out Firmino to be like a legitimate striker in MLS, I'm not even talking like Gigi kind of striker, but a yeah. secondary guy, whatever. Mm -hmm. If Wolf takes the next step or whatever, sure. I mean, then forget it. Like, it'd be amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but you could see the opening day. Um, honestly, I could even see Fortune starting. Stop it. He started in the playoffs. Stop and, it. and Pineda thinks that he's good. And I, I'm saying Fortune couldn't be good, but he's not good yet. No, not yet. Not yet. So... I mean, this is my problem with the whole thing, right? That I would agree with you that, that it looks like... And the whole thing, you mean... <laughs> the problem with the whole thing is that we've signed... We've made great signings. I have to say, uh, whether it was Bocanegra or Lagerway, you know, we absolutely needed to By have... By the way, if you're wondering, it's Bocanegra. That's his job. Yeah. Like, Lagerway might have some influence on yeah. saying, okay, stop... Stop trying to get the young, young, like that's one thing they talked about. Stop over contracting people. Stop over contracting and betting on some young talent from South America. Let's get some stable vets in so that our fan base doesn't have to deal with a lot of recycled uh, names that we don't know. Like get some vets that we know are going to come in at 26, 24 years old and get the job done um, that we know we can rely on and get to a, get to a playoff. Uh, but that might be the remit. It's Bocanegra and his scouts that went out there and did the work. I think, you know, what we needed, if you look at our team, and I was screaming this the whole year, right? Our center of the park was woeful. I mean, absolutely woeful, right? So if, if what we needed was absolutely to sign a guy who was a true defensive midfielder, for sure. And we signed two. We signed Dax McCarty, who's a veteran in MLS, and we signed a young kid who could be phenomenal. That, I think, as a front office is great. You obviously had to replace Miles. Yeah. My worry is you you got a replacement for Miles. They got a backup. I'm a little bit worried. Like, what if Stain gets hurt? Yeah, then, oh, my God. It doesn't seem like Williams is ready to be a starting center back. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, this is a big problem. But to be fair. and they, it's go, Well, it's going to happen. I mean, stats say that, like. Somebody's going to get somebody's hurt. Somebody's going to get hurt. But, the, you know, they replaced, in my opinion. Right, the things that we were screaming about tactically. Uh, if 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 you had said to me in the offseason, and maybe we even said this at the whatever, I hope I would have told you defensive midfield and goalkeeping. That is, if I was going to sign two players, that would be it. So I love the signings. I love Sleaze and I love Cohen. Right. My problem is you haven't replaced the coach, so he's not going to play him. Yeah, and that's my problem. Now I have no problem with the front office. Uh huh. They, they recognized what we needed, yeah. and they went out and got in the they, – they presumably upgraded in those positions, certainly in the defensive midfield. There is zero question that over Josetu, even Sosa, and uh, Ibarra that we upgraded. Now, yeah. I think Sosa could have been terrific, but for, he was yeah, that ship destroyed in our team, so he was yeah. never going to be good, right? Yeah. So we – Super upgraded where we absolutely needed to. We got a great goalkeeper. Now they're handing it to the coach to do what you're going to do with it. Now what? Yeah. I have and so in many ways, we've been talking about Pineda a lot, and we've been down on him. And he has his chance. They gave him the team, yes. in my opinion. Yeah. I think he has a team that if he were to get the tactics right, which he's not going to do because he's not going to change, but if he were to get the tactics right – 
and he would have make us a absolutely mid-table defensive team. Then I don't think, you know, I think the, the colonel was saying, you know, is three in, uh, realistic. Honestly, you would say the best three teams in all of MLS, Crew, Cincinnati, Atlanta, in terms of talent. Yeah. So we would be fighting with those two to win the East, and all three of those teams would be in MLS contention, and that would be amazing. Yeah. I just, I think Cincinnati and the Crew have phenomenal coaches and great squads. Cincinnati super upgraded with another great defender, and I don't see us coming even close to that with our coach. Well, by the way, you're missing the best team in the East. Who's the best team in the East? Oh, yeah, of course, Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Miami, right? Welcome so, yeah, Miami. exactly. I mean, if you don't think they're rolling for right. MLS Cup. So, again, yeah. this is something yeah. that we haven't done. We're so focused on Atlanta. We're talking about the other teams. But so the East is loaded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, amazing, right? Crew, amazing. They bring yeah. in everybody back. Nashville's solid team. Nashville's solid team. Orlando's a solid team. Miami's loaded. Yeah. Yes. Right? And an amazing coach. So we have the three most talented rosters and probably the three best coaches in MLS all at the top. Crew, Cincinnati, Miami. All have phenomenal coaches, phenomenal rosters. So we ain't finishing above that yeah. with mm-hmm. our coach. How is no Phil- matter what we do. I've been kept at how's Philadelphia done over the, the offseason? I think Philadelphia is likely to finish ahead of us. I would probably put them as four because that's what they kind of do, but they haven't really upgraded their rosters. Yeah. about the same. But that's the problem. There's another very competitive team very in the mix. Very competitive yeah. team in the mix. Yeah. Anytime you have Andre Blake in goal, you're finishing yes. fourth. Yeah. He's that good. Uh, He's that absolutely good. How do we good. get that? T- okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm not going to whine about that. So this is my problem. So I think, you know, when we say our ceiling is four, Everything, everything, everything. I think, you know, our ceiling is probably closer to four or five. And I think it's much, anything happens, we're finishing six. And by the way, I said, you know, because especially preseason, it's probably hard to like say, oh, Cohen outplayed Guzan, who's been like the veteran since we started this club. You've earned the spot over him or just make that, make that call as, as Pineda. I don't think he's got the spine to do that. No. And say, now, now Guzan, you go earn it. You show me at practice that you're the man, and then I'll put you back in. Honestly, if I were the coach, I don't think there's anything that Guzan could do to me to earn the starting spot. Even with all the veteran whatever, I have seen a body of work last year that says to me he doesn't have the quickness and goal that he used to. I agree. And that's not coming back. So I would have said, I wouldn't really make it a competition. I would have said to Guzan, you know, Cohen's going to be the starter and you need to be supportive supportive, and and we're going to need you over the season. And when you retire, you're going to be a goalkeeping coach. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that's what's happening? No. No, I don't think so. No. Because like you said, because Guzan's like, like, because why would he come back? Yeah, you're competitive. You're you're a player. Like, that's not Mm -hmm. how you're thinking. You're like, I want the job. But Pineda is not ruthless that way. No. You know, he's not Alex Ferguson and is like, no goodbye, <laughs> you know, Beckham, goodbye, Yopstom, whatever. He's more worried about what trench coat and uh, Yeah, he's not ruthless Hi. like that. And and on top of that, he's not the player evaluator. So he doesn't think there's a problem with Guzan the way he played. I don't think. Yeah. Okay. I think if what? we got if we got him at the bar, had a few beers, and we were best friend, and there was no possibility of microphone, we said, hey, what do you think of Guzan? Yeah. I still don't think he would tell us. He'd be like, yeah, he was fine. He was good. No, no. He doesn't see it. No. 
Yeah. He's too close because to the no. he might acknowledge, he might, you know, if we were in that situation, he might acknowledge, okay, maybe his goalkeeping skills are not good. I don't think he's blind, but he would say, but his veteran leadership is so important to the team. I think, yeah, of course, you've got to have veteran leadership. You've got to have, you know, a makeup when things are down. But again, Gigi's leading this team. We don't need Guzan and Go leading this team. Right. Right? Gigi is the guy. And but but he's also got some guys that are coming in from Europe mm-hmm. that may not necessarily be the guys, but who knows? Again, we haven't seen Slees or Gregerson. They might be the quiet guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Gigi's the obviously the, the boisterous guy. Like I don't think anybody's gonna outdo him in terms of attitude on the field. Right. So we got that. And then you have the super quiet leader, which is Almada just being Almada. Again, I that is Almada, like, look, I'm not gonna Almada quietly is the key to any sort of significant success for Atlanta United in 2024. I cannot stress that enough. He, I mean, I think absolutely he, you're right, but he's good. I, I don't see any way that Almada is not going to be great. Why wouldn't he be great? Well, he is going to be great. I mean, some people are like, oh, he's going to get an attitude or whatever. No, no, he's, go, he's going to be great. Okay. Be great. But also gone for a little bit. Yeah, and also gone. But, but Dave, what I'm saying is this guy. He's great. Imagine if he just dials it up even one more degree. He could. He could. Potentially. Because we see we see a guy that's hungry. He wants to play for Argentina's first team during the 2026. He's yeah. he's been he's touched the sun already. He's touched the World Cup. Mm-hmm. He wants to play in Europe. He knows that he has his own release clause in stepping up and kicking some ass this year. I don't know. Like Yes, Maybe. he's yes, he's Maybe. gonna be great. Maybe. But can he make himself just undeniably awesome? You know what's the also crazy <sighs> Pineda prediction we might make? Uh oh. So the the guy who could have trouble with Pineda, so reportedly Stain is this amazing reader of the game, yeah. really smart, which is awesome if he is, that's what we need in the back yeah. for sure. Yes. He could get so pissed off at the tactics. He's a guy who could get into Arrows Compoyo two and fight and be benched by Pineda. Hmm. Cool. That, that's a little, I like that little hot take like, prediction. Hot okay. take prediction. I like that. Happen. Now we don't know because yeah. we don't know him. Yeah. And you, I mean, that's a wild prediction that you could never really make. Yeah. But watch you, it happen. You read one article, and there you go. There's watch it happen. <laughs> watch it happen. Watch but it this happen. This is my problem with the whole thing is that you know because you know Joseph. Uh, Joseph got it. I'm a, you know back Miles. In my, Miles <laughs> Um, you know, got frustrated with the tactics, right? And if Miles could get frustrated, how is a 28-year-old yeah. veteran going to get frustrated? Yeah. Being left on that island all the time, getting beat or whatever, watching mm. Lennon get beat and be up the field. If this guy's smart and technical or whatever, he might be like, yeah. and he might say something. Which would be great. 28-year-old. Which would be great, right? No. He, no? Because Pineda is insecure. If he says something, bench. Okay, but... Pineda does not have the runway he had when he yes. came here. Uh, I, I don't understand what you're saying about the runway because he there's is, nothing about our front office that have said that they're going to intervene in what Pineda does. Our front office, the runway could be like they're going to fire him. But our front yeah. office has also never, I don't think there's any chance, zero. Front office is brand new. They've been here a year. I think there's zero chance that Pineda gets fired during the year. <gasps> 
Wait, say it again? Zero. Because that's not the way they run the thing. If, if Pineda gets off to a start and he's 12th place, first of all, in MLS, it's so forgiving mm-hmm. that even if you're in 12th place, you yeah. can still make the playoffs. I agree with you if we, we chug along and we have these like kind of ups and downs and nobody's great. Even if we have an awful start. No, no. If Gregerson is creating, creating errors come Pollo and Almada come, like I said at the beginning, mm-hmm. if Almada come June is like frustrated and he maybe had a bang. Like he's, you could just kind of tell like the Arugia moment. And he's like, dude, I got to go to Europe. And it's not that he's like given up. Like he's played great. Yep. He's played great. But mm-hmm. the, the writing's on the wall that you and Carmen are right. We're coming in sixth place. We're going to be sixth place. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So you already wrote the story for me, Dave. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Then, then we're in trouble, man. Well, yeah, I agree. And, and, but we're and still not that, firing Pineda. No, if Amada and Gregor's, I'm saying if two people, and there's a little bit of a swirl, I think Lagerways, Lagerways enough uh, of a guy who does have a spine. They'll fire him at the end of the season, maybe, but not not in the middle of the season. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be like we're gonna lose a game like seven to three, and I think that's gonna be it. And that yeah, I we think we could that lose the opening game on the road at Columbus seven to three because they're that Dude, good. If, okay, maybe not if, the first one. Dax my McCarty point is, starts. Is Pineda, if Pineda loses the locker room, I could see them firing in midseason. I no? can. Yeah, and because Arthur Blank is not that kind of. Uh, it's not Arthur Blank's decision. Arthur Blank is going to have no say in Pineda's employment. You're just off your rocker. You're off your rocker. Yes, okay. No, that. the only thing, the only thing, and I talk about this, the only thing Arthur Blank's like, dude, let the thing run. He knows nothing about soccer. I agree. Yeah. He is like, what he does know is American sports. Sure. And he's going to say, yeah, like, oh, you guys are thinking about trading Almada? My, you know, like, here's, these are, this is my money. And you got an offer for 23. No, isn't he worth 30? Like, let's, mm-hmm. let's at least get 26 for him in the middle of the season. We're not, we're not going to trade Almada in the, in the summer when we have a chance to win MLS Cup. That's the only, only little echo of influence Arthur Blank I has. I disagree. I think that... What that conversations is he having that are influencing this? Ultimately, so Bocanegra can go in and, and even, let's say, Lagerwey goes and says, you know, Pineda's got to go. He makes the final decision. Like, he... For the, for the head coach, he actually decides. And I don't think, I mean, those football fans out there can correct me. I don't think that he's ever fired a coach in the middle of the season. Who's this? Our, our, Arthur, Arthur Blank. Blank. Really? Oh. Let me look. I'll, I'll keep talking amongst yourselves. Has he ever fired a coach in the middle of the season? I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. So I, I just, I mean, I'm not. I, I might I have waited with Arthur Smith. I, I agree that, 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 that. Uh, Arthur Blank is a you know a trust his guys kind of guy for sure, yeah. um, but he will say, look, you know, let's not create a, a mess here. If you want to see him go, you know, wait till the end of the playoffs, and he goes. Your football analogy is interesting. I just think that <laughs> I don't know. He lets the soccer part just run. I agree, but I, I don't see Pineda getting fired in the middle of the season. <sighs> And, you know, the interesting question, we're getting way out of ourselves. Say, Arthur, let's say we're Arthur right Blank. and he finishes sixth. You know, does he get – so So here's your prediction now. So let's say we finish sixth. Yep. Does Pineda deserve to stay or go? No, he's – I mean, I thought he should have been fired a year and a half ago. 
Yeah, but I think yeah. I think mediocrity, that still, we, we've got it. We're we are in it. We're yeah, in, I think we're in purgatory, people. This is probably part of the problem with the MLS system is that it you know it's easy to make the playoffs and to be in you know sort of contention. So, and you now in the new system, you get a home playoff game. You know, even at sixth, yeah. right? So, um, so, I think even if they finish sixth. I'm not saying they won't fire him. I think maybe they will, but it will still be a discussion. Yeah. It won't be an automatic. So why do you, so why do you think that Pineda isn't going to do anything to change his coaching style, which then ultimately me- leads to us being mediocre in 2024? Uh, I got two two numbers for you: 53 and 54. Okay. Number of goals we gave up. Yeah. Right. So if he were going to change his style. He would have somewhere in there realized that we are woeful defensively. He would have changed it, and we would have gone to mediocre defensively. And if you look, that's the difference between us and Columbus Crew last and year. And you meant last year, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so Columbus Crew started out horribly defensively. Yeah. Will, uh, Will for Nancy, who was their coach, they had a horrible start defensively, right? They were scoring lots of goals. They were doing okay. but So what about the people that say, well, we talked about earlier, it was, oh, well, he didn't have a number six. He had a number six. Okay. He had a Sosa. He had a bar. He could have played them together if he wanted. He could have played with the outside backs not going forward. He didn't have to change the players. The players weren't terrible. There is nothing about our defensive players that said that we had to be last place in MLS. There is nothing about our defensive talent that says we had to be last place in MLS. Now, you can make an argument that he would be like, look... If we did that, we wouldn't score as many goals, and that could be true. And he was like, I'm not willing to give that up. But the fact that he was not willing to give that up in that moment when we were on track to score 53, uh, give up 53, means he's never giving that up. Yeah. He's not going to change. Yeah. Oh, and apparently, Arthur, we fired Dan Quinn during the 2020 season. There you go. But that one. was that was an easy one during the pandemic. Like, yeah, I mean anybody. Uh, uh, nothing yeah. nothing counts during the pandemic. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> I don't see us. I'll take that bet too. Pineda doesn't get fired in the middle of the year. Yeah. So Sleaze, I I think it's possible. I don't, I think you're right. I don't think he will, um, unless he has that. Unless he loses the locker room and there's some buzz. But I agree. I, he's probably that's probably not going to happen. Um, so I I put that as an outside chance. But if that does happen, I think, I'm not saying that couldn't happen. I say he yeah. still doesn't get fired. If he lose, if there's a big hubbub and he loses the locker room, he's gonna get fired. Yeah, but that was at the end of the season. That's like a big. That was it. was Justin Martinez who can do whatever he wanted. It was just at the end of the season. There were some episodes with him anyway. Special guy. He was. They were gonna back Pineda all along. All right, so we've talked about it. We've talked about it all. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Oh wait, where are the dancing ones? There it is. Thanks for listening, everybody. And, and please stay tuned for the whole year. Yes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>